Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues star defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Eno Saris. You can find his work on The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Eno Saris, S-A-R-R-I-S. Eno, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing good. Just about to take the family to the beach for a little break before what is going to turn out to be, I think, a sprint. Just a all-out weird combination of September baseball and playoff baseball at the same time. And we're just going to have to lean in and enjoy it, I think. I was about to say, are, are you excited about that? Because I know for a lot of traditionalists, this is the last thing they wanted to see was a sprint to the finish, unlike the marathon that you typically see for baseball. But are you excited to see something a little bit different? I am. And I think we should just name it, just, you know, dedicate the season to small sample size theater and um, just throw that out there at the beginning so I don't have to say it every single time. <laughs> but, you know, the one thing that's interesting about analytics and um, I do a lot of fantasy baseball stuff, one of the things that we are always striving to do is to be able to say something meaningful in smaller samples because we need to, as fantasy players, we need to make decisions quicker, but also baseball teams. You know, there was this time when Rich Hill had, you know, I don't know how many innings without looking, but something like 20 good innings with the Boston Red Sox when he came back. And the Oakland Athletics said, we're going to sign this guy. We're going to give him actual money. And when, when everyone else thinks he's washed up and he just got lucky, because we see some things in his performance that we think are believable. And we, as the Oakland Athletics, have to work faster than everybody else. We have to work in smaller samples. And, you know, that decision was went right along with my efforts at the time to kind of look at pitchers as a function of their stuff and their command and the, the movements and the velocity on their pitches. And maybe we can say something quicker uh, if, we look at, if we look at it through that lens. So I think, um, you know, it's not always that you have to wait for 300 plate appearances to say how good someone is. There are certain things you can say in a small sample. Well, I love that you took us down the pitching lane because that's the big question in St. Louis right now, Eno, because the Cardinals are without a whole lot of pitchers right now. I mean, if you look at the list of guys, it is basically four of their top five relievers from a year ago that are not on the roster today. Giovanni Gallegos is still down in Mexico. John Brebia out for the year with Tommy John. Jordan Hicks has opted out. Hinesis Cabrera has had two positive tests already. And Alex Reyes is not yet working out with the team as we're 10 days away from opening day. 
So as you look at the Cardinals bullpen right now, what would you say are the answers that you can find? Are, are there obvious solutions to what is a clear problem with the depth that they're lacking right now, in your opinion? I don't know if there's an obvious solution. I mean, I would say that the uh, good news is that they had some depth to begin with um, and that they actually focused a little bit on it in the offseason. I think that signing someone like Kwang Young Kim will turn out to be really important because not only can he slide into the rotation of Carlos Martinez uh, ends up in the bullpen, uh, but he can be an asset in the middle of these games where I think uh, teams are going to be taking uh, starting pitchers out in the fourth inning or so. Um, I think they're going to be really aggressive at taking starting pitchers out. So Kim can be a guy who comes in for two innings in the middle of games too. So uh, the good news is that they are also fairly good at, at turning out good pitchers. I mean, I have some reservations about Dakota Hudson myself. And um, Ponce de Leon, you know, I have some questions about how sustainable their past performances have been. Uh, but uh, just to be able to turn out a pitcher like that uh, suggests that maybe they can do it again. Um, and they also have some really undervalued relievers. I think John Gant is a really good pitcher. I think Ryan Helsley is a really good pitcher. So um, hopefully between all that and maybe Brett Cecil going sidearm, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll find what they need. Switching positions just a little bit here. A lot of the focus here in St. Louis uh, going into this season is the role of Matt Carpenter. Uh, certainly, you know, the Cardinals have talked about, yeah, he's going to be, uh, you know, our third baseman. And now there's talk of DH possibilities for Matt Carpenter. Tommy Edmond, certainly uh, a great third baseman himself, certainly defensively. What do the numbers tell you for Matt Carpenter and even Tommy Edmond headed into this season and where ultimately they could end up playing the longest? The numbers are actually uh, fairly decent when it comes to uh, stat cast and his ability to put good wood on the wall, on the ball. I think it's just uh, a little bit about his approach um, that leads to some streakiness. Uh, I think that probably resonates with, uh, Cardinals fans, there were times last year where it seemed like his career was over, um, and then he uh, kind of turned it on. Uh, but in terms of putting the ball in the air um, and taking advantage of uh, the, the the power that he's got, he's very good at that. Um, and I think that the with the National League DH um, the way it is, I think that um, he's gonna he's gonna play for them. I think this might be the season where he kind of transitions off of third base. And uh, you get Tommy Edmond uh, stepping in there, um, and that's fine. I think. I think uh, defensively, uh, he's getting stretched as he ages, and um, and you just have to live with the streakiness. We're talking with Eno Saris. He's a baseball writer for the Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at Eno Saris. E N O S A R R I S. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. You know, to stick with the position players and kind of the redundancy at any given position, they've got a lot of that in the outfield as well. And we've been talking all offseason about the competition, specifically in left field between, to start, Tyler O'Neill and Lane Thomas. And then eventually, after they can get rid of the arbitration situation, uh, bringing up Dylan Carlson potentially. But what what are your expectations for that spot? And if you were in John Mosellock or Mike Schilt's position, who would you hope wins that job moving forward in left field? 
I think I would hope it was Tyler O'Neill because Tyler O'Neill is an athlete. Um, and the game seems to be kind of going towards these athletic uh, players. Tyler O'Neill hits the crap out of the ball. Um, he has biceps like you've never seen. Uh, he runs really fast. He's actually one of about five players that's top 10% when it comes to arm speed, like throwing uh, strength, uh, running strength, ability to hit the ball really hard. Uh, so he's a potential kind of five-tooler. The question has always been hit tool and making contact. So if he wins the job, that means he's making enough contact to take advantage of those prodigious tools that he has. So that's, that's what I'd want for, for my team is that Tyler O'Neill uh, makes the team. That makes the whole team better. Um, it, it means that maybe Fowler and Bader can handle center. Uh, O'Neill can switch to left or right. And uh, Carlson can take a, a, another corner when he comes up. Because I do eventually think that Carlson has the best upside of any outfielder they have. Um, I've been really impressed with Carlson, and I think that he can really put together the hit tool and the power and the defense and really be a really good all-around player. But, you know, you want Tyler O'Neill to take a step forward so he can take advantage of that power, uh, and it makes things a little bit easier around the diamond for you. What makes you so excited about Carlson? I just uh, – I see the ability to go the other way with power, um, and it's not necessarily that I love that skill by itself. When you pull a ball, it usually goes further, um, you know, in terms of aerodynamics and, and the physics of, of the way baseball flies. Uh, when, you, when you hit to the opposite field, a lot of times you slice it, and that robs some of its distance. However, being able to go to the opposite field with power means you can cover more of the plate. You can go with the pitch where it's pitched. You can take a ball and go to the opposite field, or you can pull a ball on the inside uh, and pull for power. And that speaks to me to the ability to adjust repeatedly. And that's what I think baseball is all about, or continued success in baseball is all about being able to adjust back again to what the pitchers are trying to do to you. Final question that we've got for Eno Saris of The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. It's the debate that we've all kind of been having in the last week or two, Eno. Where should they use Carlos Martinez? He's been looked at as a starter. They weren't sure exactly what kind of shape he would come back in, and now they're still making that determination of closer versus starter. If you're Mike Schilt, what do you go with for Carlos Martinez? I mean, in the end, it's a question of health. It's a question of how many pitches he's got. It's a question of how stretched out he is and how useful he's going to be. Um, if he's only going to be able to hit, you know, throw 20, 30 pitches, um, then I think you got to put him in the bullpen where he automatically becomes your closer, and he did a great job of it last year. So he's still a, a valuable piece either way. But I think I want to get the most out of my pitchers that I can get out of them in terms of skill set and ability. And he's, he has the skills to be a top starter. Uh, we've seen that in the past. And so if his health allows it, that's where he is for me. I think he'd be uh, obviously the second best starter on this team. So you want him as a starter. <laughs> uh, but if the health doesn't, if the health doesn't really, you know, lead to that, uh, then then I think uh, closing is fine too. He's Eno Saris. He's as good as you're going to find when it comes to breaking down the game of baseball. And you find his work over at the Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Eno Saris. Eno, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me.